This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 7 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Relatively speaking, a sort of quiet week there in Week 6 around the conference. Only five games involving Mountain West teams and only three in conference play, but we learned quite a bit. Number one... Boise State will continue to be a considerable challenge for every opponent they face this season. The Broncos at 5-0, second in the Mountain West in scoring offense and in scoring defense. Boise State ranked number 14 in both the AP and coaches polls. The Broncos remain the highest ranked group of five team in the nation, seven spots ahead of SMU of the American Athletic Conference. Number two, good luck scoring points against San Diego State. That Aztec defense only allowing 11 points a game while leading the nation in rushing defense, opponents averaging a measly 45 yards per game on the ground against SDSU. The Aztecs, along with Hawaii, are receiving votes in the coaches' poll. And the third big takeaway from Week 6, San Jose State is a lot better. Josh Love is the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week for the second time this season, throwing for a season-high 405 yards in the Spartans' win over New Mexico. We'll talk to the voice of San Jose State football, Justin Allegri, coming up later in the show. We'll also check in with the voice of the Fresno State Bulldogs, Paul Leffler, as we'll find out what's happening with the defending conference champs coming off their second bye week already of this 2019 season. But we'll recap last weekend when we return. It's the Week 7 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. 
With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Quick recap of Week 6 in the Mountain West. Boise State goes to UNLV and jumps on top early as Hank Bachmeyer showing off the accuracy on the deep ball. Blitz by UNLV. It's picked up, and it's a throw to Hightower. Caught it in stride at the 30 and sizzles the UNLV defense for the score. And Boise stayed up 13 and nothing on a 76-yard bomb from Bachmeyer to Hightower. Bob Beeler from Learfield IMG College. Bachmeyer throws for 299 yards and two touchdowns. History made in this one. Curtis Weaver, three sacks for Boise State. He has nine on the season. That is tops in the nation. Oblad from behind, and there's a hat trick for Curtis Weaver. His third sack of the second half. Curtis Weaver circled in behind. Oblad had no idea, and Weaver snuffs out the UNLV drive. And with that sack, Curtis Weaver, now the Mountain West's all-time sack leader with 29 and a half for his career. The record previously held by BYU's Jan Jorgensen and TCU's Jerry Hughes. Boise State beats UNLV 38-13, Broncos 5-0. San Diego State goes on the road and beats Colorado State 24-10. Aztec senior cornerback Luke Barku would pick off three Colorado State passes on three consecutive plays. Play fake and a throw to the near side. Intercepted. Again. Again, the Aztecs are there. Again, Luke Barku steps in front of the intended receiver and makes the interception. Ted Leitner on Extra Sports 1360 in San Diego. Barku, your Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. And finally from Week 6, first San Jose State gets a road win at Arkansas. Now they have a conference win on their 2019 resume. Spartans handle New Mexico 32-21 as Josh Love continues to make big-time throws in his senior season. Love back into the quarterback position. Now he fires a deep ball down the middle of the field. Bailey Gaither in stride at the 35, makes the catch. Adjusts back left, and he is all alone, all the way to the end zone. Touchdown, San Jose State. An 80-yard bullet from Josh Love to Bailey Gaither. Justin Allegri from Learfield IMG College. We'll talk to Justin about the Spartans coming up later in the show. But up next, we check in with Fresno State. What to make of this 2-2 start headed into conference play? The voice of the Bulldogs, Paul Leffler, jumps on after these words from your local station. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Jeff Tetford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. We're entering week seven of the 2019 college football season, and perhaps the team in the conference we know the least about is the defending Mountain West champion. Fresno State has yet to play a Mountain West opponent and has only played four games so far this season. So what do we know about the Bulldogs? We find out with the voice of Fresno State football, Paul Leffler. Paul, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks, Nate. And, you know, the question you're asking is the question I think the whole red wave is asking. I think because Fresno State had two close, down-to-the-wire, heartbreaking losses against Power 5 competition, one of them in overtime, and then two games against 
teams people expected them to blow out, and they didn't quite do that. They won by double digits, but they didn't blow either one out. I think the jury is still out, and there are a lot of people saying, okay, what is this team going to be this year? And this opportunity against Air Force Saturday, I think, provides the first real measuring stick to give fans a clue. Yeah, a couple of close losses and then a couple of wins over overmatched opponents. Uh, Two buys already. It's the second week of October, and Fresno State finally playing the conference opener like you talked about this Saturday at Air Force. Paul, has this schedule been to the benefit of Jeff Tedford's team, or are the guys kind of itching to get going? Well, I think the one way that it has been to the benefit is – uh, it's a very inexperienced team. They lost a lot of starters off that championship team a year ago, including at some very key positions like quarterback. So to have you know two buys already to look at what's on tape, to look at what's ahead, especially to have a buy in front of Air Force when you know that's the only team they'll play all year that's running that triple option set. Um, that, you know, you would think that's to your advantage. Time will tell. Uh, because of the injuries they've been hit with, they've had multiple injuries on the offensive line. They lost three running backs in fall camp. The guy who was their best receiver in the spring didn't play until the last game against New Mexico State. Another top receiver you know, has only played one full game through four games. So they've really been hit with the injury bug. And you know, when you can get those buys and have guys heal up a little bit, in theory, that should be an advantage. Jorge Reyna has taken every snap so far this season at quarterback for the Bulldogs. Most of his numbers right around middle of the pack in the Mountain West. How has he progressed over the first four games? You know, I think one thing that's improved is he's taking better care of the football. You know, in, in the two losses at USC by a touchdown and at home in overtime to Minnesota, he turned the ball over. And he also had a couple moments in each of those games where he got a little greedy. He didn't take the sure thing, the drive-extending play. He went for you know, the drive-finishing play, and it didn't finish the way he wanted it to. So I think you know, there's some maturity that's come with learning those lessons the hard way. I think the other maybe asterisk there is he hasn't had an offensive line at full strength really yet all season, and now his best lineman, Natane Muti, has been out. So you know, when you don't have time to throw, you look like a much different quarterback. And as well as Air Force's defense has played this year. I think that'll be a big question on Saturday. How much time does Jorge Reyna have to throw? And, you know, will he be accurate and efficient in that offense? Yeah, you mentioned the injuries. Ryan Grubb in his first year as the offensive coordinator for Fresno State getting promoted, and all he had to do was replace a quarterback. He had to replace Keyshawn Johnson, most of the offensive line. They've had injuries. Now there is the two-headed monster of Ronnie Rivers and Josh Hokett in the backfield, but what have you gleaned about the identity of this Fresno State offense so far this season? You know, I think that's still in question as well. If you look just at the numbers, they ran the ball a lot better against New Mexico State, you know, in terms of total yards, but more than half that total came from wide receivers. You know, they had a freshman, true freshman receiver, Jalen Cropper, who had 118 yards rushing. So that's not a testament to their true ball control running attack. You mentioned Josh Hokett. I mean, what a, a godsend he was. They planned to redshirt him this year. He's an All-American wrestler. And he was going to focus on wrestling this year, red shirt for football, and come back and play middle linebacker next year. Then when they lost three running backs to injuries in fall camp, they said, well, hoke it, we need you back right now. And so he'll be playing in his fifth game Saturday, and that means this is it. This will be the last year of his career. But his toughness, his grit, I mean, he is so hard to bring down. He's got tremendous strength, great balance. 
you know, good hands. He can throw the ball. He's a real versatile athlete. And when you see him compete and the level at which he competes, it's one of those things that brings out more in the guys around him. So he may be, you know, I don't think it would be a stretch to say he could be the most important player on this roster, not just what he does with the ball in his hands or even blocking, but what he brings out in the guys around him. Defensively, Michael Walker has been the story fourth in the Mountain West in tackles. The report in the offseason was Walker was moving from defensive end to middle linebacker, but really he's been used all over the field so far. How is this working, and what is his role Saturday at Air Force? Yeah, I talked to Michael at practice this week, and uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say what his role will be, but I think it'll be multiple roles. And I asked him about that. How challenging is that to line up in so many different places, and to especially against the triple option offense where you have to be assignment perfect? Can you stick to those assignments, you know, in these different spots on the field? And I think that's a great move by this coaching staff to recognize, hey, this is a versatile athlete. This is a playmaker. He's got great speed. He's got the wingspan. He has ball skills. So put him in positions where he can render all of those attributes. And, you know, I I think against Air Force, you would think that with his length, with his lateral athleticism, that you probably want him more on the perimeter than in the middle. So that would be my guess. But uh, we'll have to watch Saturday and find out. Well, Paul, one thing that I can tell you for certain that I know about Fresno State football here in 2019 is that Bulldog Stadium looks great right now. First thing I noticed when I turned on the Minnesota game, it was like, wow, my television is colorful right now. New turf. They changed some things with the lighting as well, but how are you finding the makeover at Bulldog Stadium so far this season? You know, it really has been night and day. Uh, The lights needed to be replaced, and that was a huge upgrade. The turf looks great, um, and it feels great. I mean, you, you see the footing. It's very sure. They did a great job on the turf. I, I would argue that maybe the lighting makes even a bigger difference. You know, it's, it, to me, it feels like when we went from standard definition television to HD and, you know, thought, oh, this isn't going to be a big deal. Then you saw it, and you're like, wow, that's a big deal. That's really what this lighting upgrade has done at the stadium. And I think it it makes it better. You know, it's a stadium that doesn't have a bad seat. It's always been very fan-friendly in that regard. But now, no matter where you're sitting in the stadium, the colors really pop. You can see exactly what's going on. And, you know, it it was a step in the right direction. There are a lot more things they need to do with the stadium over time, but that was a big upgrade, and the fan base is really warm to it. Well, Fresno State on the road this week. They'll take on Air Force Saturday evening at Falcon Stadium in Colorado Springs. Paul Leffler will be on the call, plus Pat Hill will be there doing his thing, as he always is. (laughs) Paul, well done as always, my friend. Thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the trip to Colorado this week. I'll tell Pat you said hi, and if they do a hot dog race in Falcon Stadium, I'm sure he'll volunteer to call the (laughs) play-by. Thanks, Paul. All right, Nate. Elsewhere in the West Division, San Jose State had three wins total over the last two seasons. Now they have three wins already here in 2019. We check in with the voice of the Spartans, Justin Allegri, next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Troy Calhoun, head football coach of the United States Air Force Academy. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. 
as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas, March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. San Jose State now 3-2 and two on the year after last Friday's 32-21 home win over New Mexico. The Spartans now 1-1 one and one in conference play, and they'll face Nevada this Saturday afternoon in Reno. Joining us right now, the voice of the San Jose State Spartans for Learfield IMG College, Justin Allegri. Justin, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great, Nate. Thanks for having me on. It's good to have you back, Justin. Spartans jumped out to a 26 nothing lead and then cruised from there in the win over New Mexico. Six takeaways for San Jose State. Josh Love throws for 405 yards. What stood out to you about that Spartan performance? Well, I, I think uh, something that stood out to me in that particular game is something that stands out to me the whole season, and that was the ability to force turnovers for San Jose State's defense. I mean, we knew coming into this year that Coach Brennan wanted to see that number improve from where it already had improved the year prior to that. The Spartans, two years ago, it's kind of mind-boggling to look, but they were a minus 26 last in college football in turnover margin. Now, they improved that drastically to a plus one, and now the Spartans are at plus 11 because of a game like New Mexico. Six turnovers gained, four interceptions, two fumble recoveries, but to me, it's been the ability to to force the hand of the opposition early this year. We saw five interceptions at Arkansas, and, and I thought that was an extreme outlier. But the Spartans did it again last week, and certainly helps when your defense gives the offense that many more chances in a game. When you call every game, you really get an all-encompassing view of performance and improvement. What are the strides that Josh Love has taken here now in his senior season? You know, going into the year, I think his main focus in the offseason was to just be more efficient. I think in his previous years, whether it be with the health issues that he's dealt with and inconsistent playing time, he didn't feel as though he was able to move the ball with efficiency from a game-in, game-out basis. And so he worked a lot on that in the offseason. And to me, the biggest difference just watching him play is that his decision-making of getting rid of the ball early has really helped him. And that's, I think, why you see so many different receivers being used uh, game in and game out. He, he's just finding the open guy, and he's getting rid of it. So that eliminates a lot of those sacks that he was taking from last year. It eliminates some of the interceptions just because he's not forcing a ball into a window that he shouldn't be, and he's getting rid of it, and he's, he's throwing it away when he has to. So to me, it, it's just that, that progression and the decision-making vastly improved from him. And he's, he's cutting bait when he needs to. He's not trying to force the hand uh, and, and try and move it down the field that way. So uh, I think he's a very much more mature quarterback in that, in that regard this year. In addition to Josh Love, freshman Nick Nash, he has also been used at quarterback very situationally. What kind of dimension has that added to this San Jose State offense? 
Yeah, it's it's funny. I was talking to Jim Arthur, the uh, the play-by-play voice at Air Force, and he was saying, I don't know that I've ever seen a backup quarterback lead a team in rushing in a single game. And we've seen that several times already this year. He's, he's that change of pace type of guy, and his skill set is just polar opposite from what Josh Love is. Here's, here's a freshman that comes in and Nick Nash. He, he takes some risks here and there. The, the, the Spartan coaching staff, uh, the, they say they really don't know what they have in him yet just because he's so young and, and still showing signs of what he can do and the potential that he has. But one thing's for sure is that he can make plays with his legs, and, and that's been evident. And I think you've seen a progression of how the Spartans use him throughout the year. First it was, hey, let's get a couple of, of snaps in here, see what you can do. All right, let's lead a, let's lead a, a series now. And let's put you in the backfield with Josh Love, put you as a wide receiver, and see what options that it gives Kevin McGivin, the offensive coordinator. And I, and I think what it really does is it just gives so many different looks that a defense has to get ready for and different skill sets that the Spartans can put in the backfield now. So uh, while they say, yes, Josh Love is the guy, he is the starting quarterback, you'll see Nash in there from time to time leading the offense just because it throws a different look out there and, and you try to keep the defense on their heels. All right, Justin, time to level with me, okay? Three wins in two seasons, and now we've already seen three wins this year for San Jose State. We're not even halfway through the schedule. All right, the win at Arkansas was certainly the highlight, but now the Spartans are actually winning games they're supposed to win. How much better does it feel around the program right now? It's a a tremendous relief, And, and I look at that Arkansas game not only because of the win, but the way that the Spartans. There, there have been games in years past where San Jose State goes into the fourth quarter with a lead, or, or they're in it late, five minutes to go, and, and they're maybe down a score trying to tie it up, and the Spartans have not found ways to win those games. But when you're talking about uh, how, how you progress as a program, you have to try and find a way to, to, to scratch one out. And to do it on the road at an SEC venue was the most impressive part to me. Here the Spartans were up big. It was 24-7 to at halftime. And Arkansas comes back late in the fourth quarter, and they tie that game up. So you're thinking, oh, gosh, here we go again. Something's going to happen. Arkansas is going to get the ball. They're going to kick a field goal, and the game's going to be over. But no, the Spartans drive down. They get a touchdown with something like 90 seconds left, and they hold the line and they get another interception. And that is the type of game that San Jose State has not converted into the win column in years past. So that was the most impressive thing to me. And, yeah, you're right. I think when you're looking at games where you say you should win this game, the Spartans are now starting to do that. And the side of a good program to me is, one, do do you win at home? And the Spartans have done that, yes. Have you gotten a win on the road? Yes, they did it at Arkansas. Next two steps are winning home conference games. The Spartans just beat New Mexico. And now that fourth level of of a, a winning season is winning a conference game on the road. Spartans have the chance to do that this weekend. Uh, against Nevada, and if if they don't get it this weekend, the Spartans are going to have to wait until November 9th for their next conference road game. So they're looking at this one as a very, very big matchup. Yeah, huge game coming up Saturday afternoon in Reno, San Jose State at Nevada. Justin Allegri will be on the call for Learfield IMG College as Brent Brennan and the Spartans 3-2 and two now on the year after that big win over New Mexico. Justin, I know you're enjoying this good start to the season, continued success the rest of the way here in 2019. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. 
We'll preview the entire Week 7 schedule, including that San Jose State-Nevada game, coming up next after these words from your local station. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the Colorado State Rams. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Six games here in Week 7, five of those games in Mountain West Conference play. We'll get it rolling Friday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, Colorado State at New Mexico on CBS Sports Network. Rams and Lobos both winless in conference play so far. Mike Bobo has said both Patrick O'Brien and Justice McCoy could see playing time against the Lobos at quarterback. Neither has seized the rain so far since the injury to Colin Hill. We get it rolling Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Big West Division showdown with Nevada hosting San Jose State on AT&T Sports Network and online on the Mountain West Network. Malik Henry, the Florida State transfer, will start at quarterback for the Wolfpack. One game in non-conference. UNLV at Vanderbilt, also at 1 p.m. Pacific on SEC Network and the Watch ESPN app. Kenyon Oblad will start at quarterback for the Rebels as Armani Rogers continues to work his way back from that knee injury. 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 o'clock Pacific. It's Fresno State at Air Force on CBS Sports Network. Falcons averaging a minuscule 2.4 yards per carry in their loss at Navy last week. This is the conference opener for the Bulldogs. And then two late games Saturday night. Hawaii takes their 4-1 record on the road to unbeaten in 14th-ranked Boise State. Huge upset opportunity for the Rainbow Warriors at 8.15 Mountain Time on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. That's a 4.15 afternoon kickoff off locally there in Hawaii and then finally 7:30 Pacific 8:30 Mountain Wyoming is at San Diego State on CBS Sports Network Cowboys averaging 251 yards a game on the ground this season but nobody in the country stops the run better here in 2019 than San Diego State should be a good one Utah State is off this week and that will do it for the week 7 edition of this week in the Mountain West I'm your host Nate Kreckman enjoy this upcoming week weekend a lot of good games on the schedule this is craig thompson commissioner of the mountain west we'll talk to you next week right here right here right here on this week in the mountain west